0: They see me. What do you do it? in your free time now and you don't stir people up? Um, good question. I have a lot more time and I feel a lot better for myself. <laughs> when I'm not casting the fishing rod, and I jump on the hook? Yeah, he's putting things in his
1: diary. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> my laptop. On the laptop. On the laptop and watching the Google. Welcome to
1: Behind the Clipboard, event experts empowering you to throw killer events for your business, workplace, social circle, and beyond. We're giving you the Insider Toolkit, allowing you to make your event the talk of the town. Produced by Known Associates Events, it's time to open the backstage curtain and unleash your world of events expertise. Welcome, welcome to Behind the Clipboard. I'm Tamara Cook. And I'm Melissa Howie. And our guest today graced our TV screens on Network 10 in Perth from 1990 to 2020, covering all sports from the Melbourne Cup to our beloved AFL footy. He was also a regular on radio and a regular at Perth's most prestigious gala events, mcing and auctioneering. Tim, we met. On the Boundary Line at the Dockers <laughs> training session when I was the club's events coordinator. You were sports reporting and it was the highlight of my year meeting oh. you.
0: <laughs> thank you, Tim. Good welcome, to be here. Thank welcome you. to the
1: green room, yeah, the one and only Tim <laughs>
0: Gossage. <laughs> thank you very much, Mel. Good to be here, no. Um <laughs> Yes, I'm, I'm I'm honoured and uh, it's podcasting. It's the way to go. I'm, I'm very pleased. You haven't forgotten about me. Ah. Oh. It's a pleasure. Never.
2: So tell us a bit more about yourself, what you're doing in the last 12 months, people are keen to know.
0: Yeah, feeling sorry for myself a little bit for about four or five months after being shown the door from TV. Pretty Mm. bitter and twisted old man I was for a brief time, but um, I'm happy. I'm in a good space. I'm I'm doing radio with the SEN Network, which includes doing a a breakfast show with Adam Gilchrist, which I love, and then doing another show called Sporting Goss. I'm filling in for Melbourne Radio. I'm doing events. I'm doing house auctions. I'm... Cleaning the pool, <laughs> I'm mowing the lawn, I'm spending a lot more time at home, which I love, and I'm drinking coffee. So life is really good. Didn't think it'd be this good, to be really honest, after being shown the door, well, after 31 mm. years, but um, I'm in a good space. I'm, I'm loving life, to be honest.
2: Great. Yeah, it's so great to, to hear. hear. Now, I know that auctioneering, I've heard you say before, is one of your passions. Mm. That's what we've got you here to talk about specifically today. We cover a lot in this show, and we have touched on fundraising before, but you are auctioneer extraordinaire. Thank you. So uh, when you are auctioneering an event, what are the key things you would want from an event manager to ensure that it's a really
0: successful auction? It's an interesting one. We're all a bit different. Um, One, you need money in the room. That always helps. And that's not up up to the event manager. That's to the the event or the charity or the Mm -hmm. people that they invite. You've got to have – I'm probably stepping out of your realm as event organisers and event planners. But you you, you really need – items that will create interest and get good good interest and good dollars. Mm-hmm. You often go to these and they're either way too expensive for the audience that you've got. They have visions of grandeur what they can get for them and you're basically getting rid of 95 to 98% of your audience who know straight away that they can't afford what's on offer. If I was to cut it back to the basics of doing an auction, one no spotlight required, so you don't spotlight the auctioneer mm-hmm. because you need to be able to see. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And you often have to go, oh, you couldn't get that light out of your eyes, and that just happens, because I think that's what's happening on stage, and you're standing on stage, so they think, oh, well, we've got to have the spotlight on you, but... You know, as much as I don't look into the spotlight, it does blind you, so you can't see where the bids are going.
1: Yeah, we were at an event just the other day. Very recently. Oh, the day I bumped, didn't you? Yeah. And yeah, the auctioneer the whole time was holding his—he <laughs> was like he was shielding <laughs> himself from the
0: sun. I yeah. felt
1: for him. Yeah,
0: and um, it really does. You just—and you're not angry, but you say, "Look, you couldn't kill that light. As long as everyone's switched on, it happens." And and that's just part of the course. It doesn't create too many hassles, but as long as everyone's uh, on the same page, eventually, mm-hmm. house lights up. You need your house lights up. And I know sometimes it's like a school social. You end up who you're holding hands with in the school (laughs) when the lights come up. But, I mean, you need the lights up to to be able to do it. Um, And the only other thing that I always ask is, and I'm a bit different to a lot of auctioneers, is I need less spotters than more. Mm. I'd much rather read the room myself. And the reason why I say that is because I – and there's a few of us that are around, and I'm not the best, but I'm big on tempo – and I think that if you're doing an auction and someone gets your attention and they're a spotter and they're doing, it, they're doing what they're asked to do, don't get me wrong, and they get your attention and you get their bid and they get your attention and they wave a you know glow stick or whatever it may be and you've got their bid and then you move on to the next one. Sometimes they're still standing waving and you think, mm. is that another bid? And it sort of stops and, and it does change the momentum. But if you've got more control over your own destiny as the auctioneer, preferably, it doesn't matter how big the room is, I like to do it myself. And I know that's a little bit… Unconventional? Uh, yes, yeah, it is. Very. But I've got pretty good, I've, dare I say it, I didn't have it as a sports person in my young years. I've got good peripheral vision and you can see it out the corner <laughs> of your eye. And sometimes you don't mm-hmm. and, and then it just takes people to go, hey, hey, I'm over here. And then you just you pick up their bid. But too many hands, too many glow sticks, too much going on and it can confuse everyone. It can actually draw out an auction, And we've got to remember, auction should be short and sharp and to the point.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Because there's there's usually only a handful of people actually
0: bidding, so you could have a thousand in the room, and the rest are just spectators. Yeah, they are, and they get bored very quickly. And as I said, they sometimes get priced out of the market depending on what you're uh, what you're auctioning. Mm. And I think, as much as I think the auction is important, it's a huge fundraiser. It it is a bit part of the floor show, so you want to be entertaining um but you've also got to pick your audience in regards to some of the words you use and the lines that you use you just got to be a bit mindful of that so i mean the balance is it's not perfect all the time but um i think if you do the same event a couple of years running people understand what you're there for and i think what i get a lot is i get a lot of people go wow this guy can auction as well you know (laughs) what i mean you know you know like um you know he's not just a one-trick pony so (laughs) i I like that i like getting um good feedback from the people making a few people laugh but i also try to keep everything I do above the belt, which I think is important.
1: Do you do yeah. a lot of research on – if it's a new event, do you do
0: a lot, yeah. a lot of research on your client? Yeah, very much so. And and the items. And the thing – there's a couple of things. If you're setting – um, if you're really trying to get um, best money from the audience, don't put the value of the item in the booklet. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. As soon as you do that, people see value – and They go okay. I'm paying 4500 for a trip to do to Broome via blue, blah, blue. And they try and they try and pay the value. Yeah, now what I'm saying is you can get bang for your buck as well. If you don't put the value in, and all of a sudden the trip's worth six and I get three, but the, the event uh, organizer is happy to just take whatever money they can get, mm-hmm. you sell it for three, and that person gets a bargain. But you can also still sell stuff for overs, you get a bit of a um, head-butting session, you get a bit of an ego, testosterone starts to flow. You get two blokes who want to buy the diamond ring. It's valued at 17, so they get up to 28, and I've done that many times, and they're trying to buy it, you know, and and you all of a sudden get 11 over. And that actually helps you for any other items that have you've got unders for. Mm. So be careful of putting that in. You can certainly tell me what, what you want and what the reserve is, but once you let everybody know, that's almost like telling people at an house auction, what is the what is the reserve on the house which you can't do? Yeah. Right. So don't just less is best. Less mm. is best. Tell the auctioneer what the value of the item is, what you hope to get, and if you have need a reserve. So if it's a, a, an experience, for instance, I will say this: at Government House dinner for ten at Government House, which is fantastic. That um, that Susie and Kim Beasley give Governor Beasley give for ten people. For three hours, it's ten k. They they want their money back, mm. so unless you get and so, so as long as I know that's the reserve, if you're not going to reach it, you pass it in, you move on. But if you get overs, but as soon as you say it's worth ten grand, well, you make no money because mm. you've actually had to pay for the ten grand anyway. So it just basically gets in the way. So be mindful of too much information.
2: Yeah, that's a really interesting point um, because I've worked a lot on the charity side, and sometimes I worry though that things like that don't sound like they're worth ten thousand. So sometimes I think. Oh, I want to make sure people know that that's worth ten thousand dollars. Because that's up to just dinner for ten. That's the
0: auctioneer. Yeah. Okay. So you don't have to worry about that. Because it's a, it's for me for the for the for the want of words used. Uh, it's a, um, a rare opportunity. It's a once in a lifetime. Yeah, it's a money true. can't buy. So it's the wording that we we use, and it's not about fleecing the crowd. That's not the point. But what I'm saying is, there will be times when people see value. If you've got a car and you know that the car is valued at 30, and the brand who are sponsoring the event say, well, you can have this car, but we need to get our money back on 30, more often than not, they buy it back. Mm. You know what I mean? It doesn't cost them a cent. So they get their brand out there, you're auctioning. But if all of a sudden their car's worth 30, but someone wants to pay 33, the charity gets the three grand. Mm. So it's a it's it's one of those things. So Look, it's a horses for courses thing, and I understand why people do it, but, it, but I have found that I do my best work when I'm not hampered or hindered or um, blocked in by the value of. Yeah,
2: I suppose it's that heart versus head thing. Correct. Like your logical side starts to kick in if you know that that number, you've passed it. True. Whereas it's yeah you're right, the and the other way thing. is
0: you get two of the items, so you sell one for overs, mm. and you get a good bidding war, and you go, I tell you what I'll do, <laughs> I'll pull another one out of my back pocket. That's an old trick for the trade.
2: Have I got a deal for you? Correct. What mm. about your thoughts on the order of the auction items yeah. in terms of value, uh, whether they're an experience or a physical product?
0: Really good. Uh, the merchant, the memorabilia stuff is 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 silent auction stuff now. Mm. It's still popular, and people love it unless it's a really unbelievable signed thing that very rare, very rare. Um, but those days are, are changing, so it's very much silent auction. I do think you can start off with – I mean, look, can I just say this? It's What time you've got the auction on also has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Now, people spit auctions, and I think there's nothing worse. I think mm-hmm. if you've got ten items, go with ten. One hit, hit them between the eyes, have it after the main course – Even have it at the end once all the placements are down, uh, meals are placed, because then everyone's at their table. They're eating, they've sort of got mouthfuls, so there's less chatter, they're watching. The ones who really want to bid, as you said earlier, Tam, a very small percentage of people who want to bid anyway, so those people are interested to bid and eat and can do two things at once. Order is important, but it's not crucial. Start off with a couple of easy hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you probably want to finish with your piece of resistance at the end, probably the big one. The big one that you've got a vibe that you know that people are going to pay. I've done many events where they go, oh, you have the money in this room is amazing. You go, oh, they're going to fall out of trees. <laughs> and you cannot squeeze the lemon. There's nothing going on. And you know virtually straight away how difficult the crowd's going to be. So know your market. Be careful of overpricing everything and, um, and, and and basically timing of placement of the auction is key. And for me, never spit it because once you've done four or five items, oh, let's go to a main course, let's go to an act, and here he comes again, everyone goes, all those people have endured the mm. five, they go, oh, here we go again.
1: Mm. But when you say doing it at the end of the main course, you've still got waiters, a lot of waiters going around mm-hmm. and yeah, – Having said you don't really like auction spotters, wouldn't that be tricky for you? Yeah, Having people, yeah.
0: It is, but um, you work around it. And I do have my comments, where I normally tell people, don't. So we're about to do the auction. I'm a licensed auctioneer. If I see your hand go up and you're ordering a drink, waving at the next person, well, you could be off to Bali. You know what I mean? So be careful that you wave across the room. People <laughs> get it, and you mm-hmm. sort of say it. And I'm not worried about people walking around, but you will be very surprised how many times the drinks waiter. Or wait, um, or uh, yeah, stands in front of the person who's bidding. Oh. Well, you can have a room of five hundred <laughs> yeah. people, and you're going uh, head to head. And they will, they'll, they'll, they'll only stand in front of one person, and that'll be the person. <laughs> but you, you work around. And there's the, and even at um, some venues, there's the odd pillar or mm, yeah. something in the way. Um, but it's, you know, you work around it. And I'm not a stage auctioneer. I like to get down. I'm on floor. Yeah, I, like to get I know down. you like to be on the dance yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to get across there and get in people's faces, <laughs> and stand over them. <laughs> squeeze and you're,
1: them. you're not a you're not a short guy. A short <laughs> <No. pilot. laughs>
0: My head is straight now. Six foot seven in the old. centimeters, I know.
2: Yeah, so once you're standing over.
0: <laughs> it's a big shadow. <laughs> okay, I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you feel about dummy bitters? Um... Well, as a licensed auctioneer, it's actually (laughs) illegal for me to take a bid from a dummy bidder. Is it? And I can tell you there has been occasions um, from the odd person who is trying to impress. I did a a very big one. In fact, I'll tell you what it was. It was Ronald McDonald years ago. Oh, I feel some tea coming on. (laughs) (laughs) Spill it. Spill it. (laughs) And the young man was bidding up a storm for a car. And I knew, I knew he was out of his depth. But he was—he was he was he was—and he was on a nice table, and he was in one of the money area. You know how you, you place your people. He had a good table. He was with good people, but I could sense that he was about to get himself into a spot of bother. So he went overs for the whatever it was, Mini Cooper S or whatever it was. I reckon he was about five grand over budget, and I knew he was struggling. And I got to the end, of it and he kept on bidding, and then all of a sudden, the gentleman who was—it was a clash—didn't bid any more. Well, you could tell. He just changed. His demeanour changed. His body language changed, and he looked. And I could just and you do, and you see it. He just went, "Oh heavens, no <sighs> I'm in a world of hurt here." It's the big one. Crowder were roaring. The cameras are on him. Oh you no! Know, Chris and Carlo are in their face with a camera, and we're going, "Yeah, yeah, got on your mate, thirty-five thousand five hundred. You're mm-hmm. down, all done. First call, second call." And I'm looking at this bloke, and I can see he was in trouble. Anyway. I got another hundred dollars. I reckon I reckon I dragged the bit oh. down to thirty-five thousand six hundred. <laughs> this bloke took it. I knew he was in a world of hurt. First call, second call, sold. Mm-hmm. The next year, I went to the same event, and I went to the bathroom prior to it starting. And guess who walked up and said, "Guess who walked up and said, thanks for last year." Oh, that wow. Same young man who said I was I'd had a few month, a bit to drink. I was trying to. I, I had a limit. I was way out of my depth. You saved me, saved <laughs> me from embarrassment, saving probably from not being able to afford it, mm. you know. And it's a good lesson. You do get the odd dummy bidder if that's what you're talking about, yeah. or if you're looking at people who who boost up prices. I do I think have that was a bidder that was a dummy, not a dummy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good point, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but he, 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 to be honest, he came up to me you know, twelve months later and went, yeah, "Wow, that's true nice. yeah, So yeah. I appreciated that. But there are bogus bidding, and you do have people who are not concentrating and they bid against themselves. Mm-hmm. So I might go, yeah. Uh, yeah, trip down south and buy the chopper, go down and go to the estate and fly back. 3,500, the first call of 3,500. The bid is with you at three thousand five. now. 3,750, <laughs> bidding against yourself. And they laugh and they've got no idea, but they just keep throwing their hand up. And you so say, You are bidding against yourself. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Yeah, and yeah. they just, some people just get on a roll so, <laughs> with yeah. themselves. So again, that goes back to dummy bidders. But, yeah. but, uh, Legally, as a licensed auctioneer, mm-hmm. um, it is for me to take a dummy bid. If I deem the bid's not genuine, yeah. I do have to step in and say that's not a genuine bid. It doesn't happen very often at charity events. No, ninety-nine point nine percent people pay. Hmm. Mm,
1: at gala events, are there many items that have been passed in over your years? Not
0: many, mm. not many. Some that are way overpriced, and and again, that goes with. And you, so what happens is you have a meeting with the event organisers, and they give you the booklet. And they say, oh, okay, the auction's in you know, a week's time. And you're thinking, okay, well, we should have done this well before the booklet was made mm. because now they're stuck. Mm. One, they've put the price in, they've put the reserves in, they've put their items in. So really, if you're listening, I would be saying to you is get your auction items in place as early as possible. You may get the odd additional item you can put in a silent auction or one-way or a raffle, but if you are genuinely, if the auction is the key component to raising money, Get to those. Get to the auctioneer. Get to the organizer. Get to those providing the 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 item, and have a discussion of where you think it goes best, what you think you want for it, and then put it in the booklet. Yeah,
1: that was one of the things I was really impressed with when first working with you and doing an auction was that you set a meeting. And so many auctioneers don't. Mm. We would just have a chat over the phone, but you were like, let's have a coffee, let's go through it. And it was refreshing and made it so much more professional on the night.
0: Yeah, so I I think that's important, especially if the the auction's the key component. If it's one or two items and you're just coming up there to knock a few off and and you've got ten minutes, then it's a phone call. But as long as you know, but I get... Early, I, I get to I don't I'm not a big sitter as you know I'm not a big sit down through the fat with people at events if I'm not hosting it or I'm not the auctioneer I'm not there but when I'm when I'm an auctioneer for an event I like to get there for about uh, probably an hour minimum before and I case you case the place you case yeah. the place for mood and spirit and and I think you people get drawn in, oh I, I'm, I'm name dropping like, there's Tim Gosse I wonder what he they don't even know that you're the auctioneer then all of a sudden you get weirded out they like that. So uh, it gets you to feel for the room. I have done items, uh, auctions where I've walked in from another event and just arrived and walked in literally with 10 minutes to spare and you do chase your tail a bit. It's Mm -hmm. actually quite honestly, you you don't get a vibe for the room. Um, And I like to get down to the production desk and say, hey, guys, I'm here, guys and girls, I'm here, I'm right to go. And I'm a handheld mic type of guy. I don't like lectern and I don't like, um, uh, what do you call those? Madonna mic. I don't don't like the Madonna (laughs) mic. I can see
1: you with the uh, cones on though. (laughs)
0: These these are, these breasts are personal. <laughs> and, they're, and they're moobs, according to my daughters. Oh, no. Social no. moobs, Dad. No. Oh, I know. that's just mean. I know Very that. unfair.
2: I, uh, I've never noticed.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Glad you're not looking.
2: And it, it's probably worth saying as well that um, some of the best items I've seen, are, and I'm sure you have money can't buy experiences, yeah. sometimes those don't cost you a lot to get donated. It might be that you know someone who... Works on a submarine who can swing a private tour. Correct, or
0: correct. A lot of the um, the big ones where the, the wineries, uh, mm. the day trips down, they're big. Mm. So those those day trip things or the three nights accommodation for twelve people, where you've got you know couples or families or or the rot nesting or the broom or whatever it may be. I know oh, we're a bit restricted now at the, in the moment. Current, yeah, yeah. <laughs> world we're in. Uh, jewelry is good. Uh, obviously, sometimes you have to pay for it or they're a sponsor or whatever they may. There's a lot of um, uh, wonderful support uh, jewelers who, who, who give so much and very f- philanthropic. Um, as I said, the framed stuff still has some uh, merit, depending on what they are. You know, like for me, a corporate box stuff is big. Mm. You know what I mean? If you can get a corporate box, a so- corporate box. But can I just say, if you are going to give a corporate box to an event, um, and you are going to auction off, very, very important that I think you add the value to it, which includes catering? some catering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, yeah. and it's even if it's not the full-blown, but if it's a, contrib- a contribution to the catering, mm. uh, and we'll throw in $250, it just, because people go, is it catered for or are we just getting a glorified seat in a box? Mm-hmm. Um, and. And I think you know, there's some wonderful experiences in our in our wonderful venues around WA right now that I do think that those corporate boxes' experiences are good money spinners f- for charity
1: options. I mm, 100% agree with that. And uh, what a really good experience is, or in addition to that, is put in a personality. Yep. If you can get a personality yep. to be part of the box, yep. catering, mm, yep. yeah, you'll get a top dollar for that.
2: Do you know adding the beverage package is actually half the price of adding a catering package? We did it recently at the charity event I worked on, mm-hmm. and we threw in all the booze because it was way cheaper than putting on food, yeah, <laughs> which I didn't see coming at all. But at least you've got something, it's you're offering something along with the box, yeah,
0: yeah, correct. And uh, look, I just think uh, those experiences jewelry is big, overnight stays are big, uh, corporate box events are big, mm-hmm. yeah, th- th- they are your key components. Uh, I struggle. And I shouldn't, but I do. I struggle with artwork, auctioning mm. artwork, only because mm. I feel like I'm letting the artist down. I know what it's worth. But I don't do art. Like 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 I'm selling also the what do they call it the, the stars dozen? You know they were where they've gone to their sell the cellar twelve, and they've gone to their cellar and got a beautiful bottle of red. I don't understand the price of wine. I don't understand the price of art. I just don't. But people, say, oh, that's worth eight thousand. I'm going wow. Like I would never pay <laughs> a grand, but. When you do the you do do your due diligence, you're okay. And live art, if you are selling, have the live artist there finishing the painting. Very, if you can get the artist there painting and have it updated a couple of times during the night, and go and have that part of your your auctioneer journey, um, you almost um, force the bidders to bid so they don't embarrass the artist. If the artist is not there and it's already framed and all looks great, they go, okay, well, one, is it a painting? Two, is it a print? Three, is it signed? How long long did it take them? But if they're still painting and they've seen it for live... That also adds value. That's a that's a wonderful experience and they can sign something on the back
1: or whatever. Yeah, we had an event recently where we had Kevin Binder finishing a painting in the room and it was the second highest he'd ever gotten. I can't remember the figure now. It was tens Twelve? of tens of thousands. Yeah. Yeah, something. Twelve thousands. Wow. And he um they wanted they loved it so much they wanted to take it home wet. We, we were <laughs> saying, Look, you can pick it up tomorrow, we'll deliver it to you next week but it's still wet. Literally, yeah. no, 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 no. We'll just take it in the car.
0: <laughs> I'll hold loved it. it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, they, live they art is something
0: it. I don't get. And I always often feel ve- more pressure auctioning live art than I do anything else. Mm, mm-hmm. It's very
2: subjective. Yeah. It is. So, that leads us on to the next question. What is the most exciting item that you've ever auctioned?
0: <sighs> wow. Most exciting. I think I. Uh, I and, and I can't give you names and places, mm-hmm. but it was. A twelve person trip to Milan, wow! Business class, like with an air, uh, high highbrow airline. Uh, it was ninety grand, hundred grand. Wow. my goodness! It was next level. It was a next level event. Um, but they knew that they were going to sell it, and the person in the ha- in the in the crowd, it was there. Um, they donated their venue. Then they went, and I think they have Paid some made some contribution to the airline. It was either twelve, it was either six or twelve, whatever it may be, to an upgrade, and you could upgrade your fares. Anyway, it was a, it was a, it was genuinely an experience next level. But you had to have the wow. money in the room to be there. Yeah. That was probably about the most expensive. And then you've, then I've done, I've done a thing called a top pocket auction. I did it at Fragile X for um, Maria and Luke Goss, and that was in the very early days. And I just took it upon myself to. As the um, auctioneer, I was—I think it was the MCU as well—but it was the auction that was, you know, and that was a bit friends and family. It was a startup, and I just got XYZ, 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 XYZ. Got all these had these envelopes of experiences and donations, and, all, and I put them in my pocket. And I pulled out twenty envelopes, and I said, "Who wants to give me X amount?" And I and I you t- know I just didn't tell them what, and they had no idea. And I said, "Just think this, 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 this sport." Food, trips. So it was just a a cross section of in my pocket. Um, And a gentleman bought the lot of those for 24,000 sight unseen. Wow. Sight unseen. So they all stood up and I got people to sit down. It wasn't sort of part of the auction, but it was a sit down. Sit down if you can't pay 10 grand for what's in my pocket. Sit down if you can't pay 12. And it became a bit of a clash between two or three people. And I gave 20, and he was a very generous man anyway. Wow. And he was really happy. And I don't even know what the value was. We don't, mm. even, we don't even know to this day. So and that was one of those wow moments. And then I want to take you way back to the, the most amazing time ever that I did was with the Saba Rose Foundation. Way back. And it was held at the mm. Belcata Soccer Club by over miles It's the very first time, not long after Saba Rose had um, unfortunately come very sick. And they were just wow, what do we do there? They lost their job. The house was on the market. How do we try and get ahead of ourselves? And it all got settled in the end. And I met, I met them in, in Leaderville and I said, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is going to be the, the event. I'm going to host it. You know, it was very much norm- – it, no, it was no whiz-bang affair, don't get me wrong. This event was the very first one. And I remember standing there and um, w- leaving the event, uh, leaving the, the meeting with them and I went back to my desk at work and I typed an email and I said, oh, "Who you are, I've just met the family, Saba Rose um, at a terrible uh, p- at PMH hospital, blue, blah, 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 and I just typed her, I don't know how you can help me, but I'm just sending this anyway. And I hit send and I sent it to a particular company. Within nine minutes I got an email back to say, unbelievable, we're on board, where do we sign? Now I was sworn to secrecy of who it was, how much. They They went dollar for dollar. So I went to the event and got up and said to people, "Radio, be upstanding if you can donate two thousand dollars a table, whatever it may be." I think I think that we got eighty-two thousand. So there was wow. forty-one tables at two grand, and they all yeah, yeah, and they were all tears and carrying on. Hmm. And I remember reading, and I said, "Look, I just want to read you this letter that I wrote three months ago." And I read the letter, and and I read their response. And they went dollar for dollar. And this was the very first time they had that event. So as far as an – am- and I've sworn to secrecy to this day, I've mm. never told anyone who it was, how it came about, and they don't even know. But it was the most overwhelming fundraising moment, mm. which wasn't almost an auction, mm. but it had an auction feel about it um, that I've ever been involved with. It was a very humble event. I were very much friends and relations who were – Giving generously, and then over the top came a fairly powerful company who said, "What an amazing story! That is and amazing." Yeah, and 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 I still see a lot of those. I, I, we think we're the most generous generous state when it comes to giving to for those in need. And um, and to be an auctioneer, to be an MC at those events, to see those moments, that's almost. Priceless for me. Yeah. You know, yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not worried about almost putting in the invoice. That's almost your donation. Yourself, you walk away, and you see how generous people are, and you see the same faces. Yeah, make it feel afford good. to give. They, yeah, they do, and it's a feel good for everybody. Mm. And they probably get half back on tax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Besides that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a beautiful story. Yeah, it is. Here yeah, we are, generous. I think, I at think the state. But I think Perth still has that small town. Yep. Let's all band together and mm. make a difference. Sort of feeling, and we've got a shit ton of money in our state.
0: Yeah, we do right now, and it's and it's and it's really good. People are. They don't just pay lip service. They actually. When you're there and you know, and you're and you, funny because you go, you'd go to another event or, you, or you're down the street. Oh, what about him? Oh, he's got all this money, or she's got all this money, or they, they've got all this money. It would be nice if they spend it, but they do. Mm. Mm. It would be surprised at how much money they do give. Yes, they make plenty, and they make plenty out of the earth that we live on, and 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 they're big time, and and we are firing as a state. But I have been at events where they've changed the event by their generosity. Mm
2: when it's a quiet donation like your story Subtle, you just told. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. mm. they're not in it for the kudos. No, they don't. And they've never asked for mm-hmm. and were strict to say, don't mention it. So I read out the letter. Mm-hmm. I read out their response and the crowd just went, oh, mate, it was just tears and, 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 and Kirsty and Mick, the, the mum and dad just collapsed in a heap. Aww. You know what I mean? But it was for me, it was just, I just needed to express to them that what they're giving these people in this room is being matched by someone else. But without the people in the room mm. who were digging, digging so deep as very humble little friends and family and relations at a very humble friends and family event, the difference it made. And that triggered what it was a, a, a incredible atmosphere and a, a big fundraiser and an important fundraiser. Mm, I've
2: got chills. So assuming your crowd isn't as giving as that one and it gets a bit rowdy, what's your go-to tip for bringing them back under control?
0: Yeah, it's a good one. Um, go quicker. Yeah, once you've lost them, you've you lost them. You just speed them. up. Yeah, you've lost them, <laughs> and you just look. Um, a couple of, so, so the the auction is: you just go, you go, you know who's bidding, you know who's not. You get through it as quick as you can, and you get out of there. Mm-hmm. An event, I, I I I think I'm pretty good with the event. Uh, if I'm emceeing an event, I, and, I, and I, uh, there's some great MCs, uh, some great MCs. I think I'm the I'm the almost the best. May I say this? at taming an audience early and I work Ooh, on big call. Yeah, it is a big call. Um, I'll say because I, I t because I I think I I do work on the respect angle and I think people are very disrespectful at times where I always say, I don't give a rat's to toss bag whether you listen to me or not, but we've got three people standing on the stage at some time tonight and that's fifteen minutes of your life. It will help the night go quicker and it'll be a much more enjoyable event if you just pay the respect. And I'm a big starer <laughs> I stare people down.
2: Yeah, you are. I've seen I, you get off the stage and yeah. go eye to eye with them. <laughs>
0: and I do stand on the stage and I look down at the tables that sort are of making noise and I just stare <laughs> forever. And they, and they, you can see them touch. them He's <laughs> looking at us. <laughs> it was funny. I did a, I did one up at a winery last week in the Grand Final week, and two men front and centre, four hundred people, just spoke. They sat face to face and talked loud and I was shocked anyway went to a small break and a gentleman who's just joined the Perth Wildcats and he's a big time ex-player and Mm -hmm. big time with the Wildcats he goes I could see you staring at them (laughs) and he said I was so close to being your physical tap on shoulder man but I thought (laughs) I will give you a couple more minutes he said and I think they realised that you were pretty peeved and they quietened down. But you do get a bit of that. So in simple terms, as an MC, I think you may, and you've worked in this space, there may be others who are really good. There are some days where you can't get the crowd back and I will go back to those who provide you with endless notes and housekeeping. Mm. Less is best. Mm -hmm. Less is best. You can dot... Your sponsors and your credits and your hellos and your welcomes. If I'm welcoming someone to give a welcome speech, but you want me to mention the sponsors' names, and then they get up and mention the sponsors' names and the VIPs, you're doubling up. You've lost them. Yeah. Short the worst. and sharp. Um, I think I am a good. I am sorry you disagree slightly, maybe, Tam. <laughs> I think I do. I can tame the crowd better than most. Absolutely, no disagreement on no. this side of the room. No, it's I just agree a bit with you. To say it, isn't it? Oh yeah. Again, I, like. I do apologise, <laughs> but um, but I do think as an auction, an auction's an auction. You yeah. just got to go. There's noise. It's whatever. Again, it goes back to placement of the auction. And if you're really good and you start strong, the people that are not interested. Actually, like watching watch mm. what you're doing, so it becomes a bit of an act. Yeah, and you you know you can be comedic and uh, have a bit of fun with it, self-deprecating. You know, so people like that. I went to an event
1: of yours once, and you you can be so funny. What did you do? You got everyone to pull out the most unusual item from their handbag, <laughs> and the winner was knickers. <laughs> I think. I <laughs> someone pulled out a pair of knickers and she had to bring them up to the stage to you. I was like, "Okay, here it is,"
0: <laughs> there's, there's and that's how you got everyone's attention, and he started the show. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing what people do have in their handbag on the day. And the other one is also what we do is I, I get uh, and we don't give too many trade secrets away, but the easiest <laughs> way. So someone say, say "Someone you, how much are you going to charge to be the auctioneer?'" And you tell them, and I said, "But just relax." I said, "You, you don't have to worry about it." I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. So you get two packs of cards. And, then, and we're not talking a black tie event. We're talking a stock standard little event with, say, 250, 300 people. Mm-hmm. You go and give them and say, for 50 bucks a card, come and buy, come and give it a, a card, a playing card. So they come up with 50 bucks. They don't know what they're getting in, themselves in for. So for 50 bucks at 52 cards, you throw in the two jokers, there's 54 cards. So that's 2,700 bucks, if I've done my sums right, at 50 bucks times 50, yeah, 2,700. Mm-hmm. And then I get the second pack of cards and I shuffle. Bang, turn the cards over. And as I'm turning it over, if your card called out, you sit down. Bang, 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 bang. bang. Last card standing, you give them $1,000. bucks. you have made $1,700 cash for your charity. Mm, nice. Ten minutes you're done. Mm, I like it. Okay, so though, if we're talking about those little charities that are looking for yeah. cash flow and want to pay the auctioneer or want to pay someone or want to pay an act or want to pay you know, a magician or whatever they may be, then there's just those little little bits. Money-making trick. Yeah. Mm. That's
2: great because my next question was going to be, what's the most effective fundraising technique that you've seen at any event for people who are really new? Mm. Would you say it's raffle, it's pledge, it's auction, it's those little card games? Yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: um, Pledge is good. Um, My very first pledge I remember doing was – Stand up bring your table number. Up. We played the the video, um, you know, the heartstring stuff, which is important. It's real. You can't you you can't actually um, bulldust anyone to a heartstrings video because it's real. You've got real people and it's real people's lives and it's real people's journey. Um, and a lot of people can see through that stuff if you're placing it badly. Yeah. Um, but the heartstrings stuff is important, and that's when you go to the pledge. The other thing is, uh, so I stood up. I'd go. So we'd play music and we'd bring up your table number for those who're working up. You you know a thousand dollars and you get thirty tables. And that's thirty thousand dollars. It's it's a good good start. Mm-hmm. Then you get some other pledges where they're donating five thousand and ten thousand and twenty, and they're massive. So they're all top end stuff. But if you're setting up to get a pledge, don't think beyond your means. Think five hundred. Think a thousand. Think about there's ten people at the table, a hundred bucks a pop. So it's the way you word things. That's the way pledge is good. Um, Raffles are easy, easy. Um, and if you are having an event, you girls would know. Cash is dead. Mm.
2: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Get the post machines, get people. The Eftpos machine,
0: and you know you got to spend a bit. Of, and and the other one is also when you are having um, the silent auction, get a silent auction uh, group to do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. Um, Literally. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> truly. And the mechanics of it, um, it's a lot easier. I, I've done many events where they still want to do the handheld stuff and I get that and you and you take a, a bit of the trimmings out in regards to that but mm. people like that sort of stuff. But it is now a little bit move with the times, mobile phones mm. and stuff like that. So if I was prioritising, I think pledges are key. I think auctions are great. I think raffles are great and I just think silent auctions are great. They've all got their place. Mm-hmm. Just be careful that you don't walk into an event I often start by saying, "Hey, who's here for the first time?" And they all show their hand. Well, aren't you in for a for surprise? We're going to just take every red <laughs> cent out of you. And they go, ha, ha, and they all laugh, and they know. Yeah, but a lot Not of people really. who go back regularly <laughs> know mm-hmm. they're in for a night, but they know why they're there to, to give generously and for the charity. Mm. But, uh, but at the same time, may I just say, if you're going to have auctions, and you're going to have raffles, and you're going to have pledges, and you're going to have silent auctions, and you're going to have entertainment, and you're going to have speeches, please give people a Time to breathe. Oh yeah, yeah. Let them have a day where someone's not talking on a microphone, whether a moment where they can sit and talk and have a good half hour. When they all first walk into the room, often they go, "Oh, here we go. You're all in and we go with it. Give them fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Get their fellowship out the way. Get their handshakes out, handshakes over the way, out of the way. Get them talking to someone on another table out the way. And then get them between the eyes. Yeah, great advice. And yeah, we live by that.
2: Yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> tough <laughs> it's because you're on a time. Worse. You're on a time schedule. It's tough. Mm. Yeah,
1: and it's tough when something you know, some random act goes thirty minutes over that you weren't. You know, the person who's supposed to be drumming on a guitar starts to tell a story, and all of a sudden, your whole schedule, your whole timesheets mm. run well, sheet the is says out. CEO has got
0: three minutes and they speak for eighteen. Oh exactly, God.
1: and then. Instead of still giving, you have to still give people that break. Yep. Otherwise, a lot I've seen a lot of events that I've attended. They've gone well. We've run over. Let's just keep going. Sandover medal. People just leave
0: over last week and a uh, Monday night. People said, "Oh, Tuesday night," said, "Oh, Sandover went very. Lo- it went long. It's just because people took 25 minutes to find their tables."
1: <laughs> yeah, that old chestnut. You
0: know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what more can you do? I mean, come in, find your table. They'd already had half-hour outside drink service mm-hmm. and then they were worried about, well, you've still got to get your Hall of Fame your, all your other awards, your votes and stuff like that. And uh, Mark Redding's host did a great job uh, and I did a Hall of Fame, but we just funnelled everything in really quickly, you know what I mean? And nice. we just skedaddled through to make up lost ground. If 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 we'd stayed on that timing, it would have been caught to twelve at oh on a gosh. Tuesday night, and people just would have gone. Oh, we're not going back there again. Yeah, mm. and you've got to also try and make sure the event is pump uh, is punchy enough and entertaining enough that people do want to come back. Yeah, because mm. they roll their eyes and go, "I'm not going there again. <laughs> that was a nightmare."
2: But that is a great point in terms of picking your fundraising mechanisms. They need to be in line with what type of event it is. So you can do all those things you listed if it's a six hour sit down three course dinner at Crown. But I've been to a breakfast for two hours, and they tried to do all those things. So, literally, there was not one break in the formalities to get up and look at the silent auction items. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was a complete waste. The silent auction, nothing
0: sold. People, correct. Uh, You need to give them time. Mm. And if you are having a couple of other things, I I did an event for the Northampton fundraiser, and they had. Foot, uh, West, Coast, West Coast boys were involved, all the ex-West Coast Eagles boys, Paul Hazelby was involved in the night as well from Fremantle, Patrick Cripps, and they walked in and they had the Eagles squad on a board and it was there as you walked in and they knew their audience. They knew there was going to be money. So they all walked in and I'll say this, they had $1,000 for a play. It was just a reverse raffle. There was 44 names on the list. There was signed. It was a West Coast Eagles jumper with a number and their name and they picked their favourite player. Oh, Nat knew he was first to go and Luke Shuey. So there was 44 or 46 names on it, and it was a reverse, raffle, when we drew it down, and the last person won a trip for two down to Margaret River for an overnight stay with, on the chopper, Luke Shuey, Josh Kennedy, or whatever it may be, whatever oh, it was. But it was, in your, but it was there. You didn't mm-hmm. have to walk around and try and flog it. You mm-hmm. walked in, and you got them straight away. Yeah. So all of a sudden, fundraiser. Done. Yep. And it's not, you're not in people's face walking around with a board going, oh, do you want to give more money? Mm-hmm. Horses for courses, very much so. Um, and what we're giving people today is a lot of information to try and digest. But just as you say, Mel, just pick your moments and pick your targets and know your audience and know what you've got. It's not about getting every single red cent out of someone. It's still got to be an occasion where they enjoyed being it.
2: Yeah, definitely. Now we finish up asking everybody this question. You may have touched on it with a few of your stories, but if you can think of anything else, you could have been a guest at an event. What's your most memorable moment at an event? Walking out, um. <laughs> going home. <laughs> I, got I got threatened.
0: I got threatened at an event. A bloke wanted to absolutely go to town on me because I was bantering with him, and and then I moved the auction. I started on stage, and he was he was going me, and then I walked around to the other side, and he went and sat at another table, and he started slipping oh. his throat <gasps> towards me. Oh my god! Then he started standing at the exit <gasps> as I was leaving. What? Why? Uh, he just was. Maybe I embarrassed him. Oh. Think he'd had a bit to. Drink, good event, loved it. Didn't go back, um, <laughs> sadly. And oh, he apologized. He sent me a, a detailed email, and he was he was fairly well known. So um, was this
1: a high profile event, or was this a uh, grassroots kind of
0: A little bit of a mixed. Mm. It had a lot of um, a, had a lot of merit in doing it, and I was and I was glad to be involved. But it was nerve wracking, mm. and, and, and I give as good as I get. You know, I'm am I'm you know, mm. not. I'm not uh, backward in coming forward when it comes to having a crack at someone, but it's, I work on that being self-deprecating at the same time. I, I don't think anyone really takes me seriously, but he did. He was really angry. Um, so that was memorable for all the wrong reasons. Mm. Um, I don't think I've ever walked away from an event and not had a great memory. I'm very lucky. And and I think I, I go home and the wife and the kids will say, oh, how did it go? And I say, they were great. And that that's for me, that's the satisfying part about being involved and um, – 15 or 20 minute auction can be the highlight of a night. It can be the f- great fundraiser for the night. Just to be a part of it is, um, yeah, satisfying for me.
2: Mm, it's lovely to hear. So what's next for you?
0: Um, I'm really happy doing what I'm doing. I hope to continue. You know, TV days are over. Um, at the time I, I wasn't excited about it, but I look back now and maybe my time was up. I'm not, i you know, you don't have any ownership of, of those things. Um no, I'm just, you know, just chugging along. I, I love radio. I love events. I love MCing stuff. um, um yeah. You know, just life is really good. So I just, if my phone rings, I, I'm very good now. I'm not very good. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a good planner and I'm not a diary person and I'm not a technology person. So I write things down. But I have got the laptop and I've got events and dates of where I'm meant to be. So I've really mastered that art. I probably should have started that about 25, 30 years ago. (laughs) But now I know that if I'm booked or double booked, um, and trust me, I have been double booked many times.
1: I think that might have happened
2: to one of us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Was I involved? Yeah, it was you. Did I pull out? out? (laughs)
2: Yes. (gasps) And I was two seconds away from sending the program to print with your name in it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, don't look at her like that, it's not her <laughs> fault, it's my fault. So anyway.
2: That's okay, um, I'm very glad to hear that you've sorted it out yeah. and it won't happen again. No, it
0: won't happen again and also <laughs> always have a plan B. Like like if you pull out of something, look, and I very rarely, touch wood, get sick, but there's sometimes where you are crook. Oh, for, for, for instance, um, juvenile diabetes, Richard Goiter event, mm-hmm. and he, um, I woke up in the morning, Here's a story for you. Sit back. Um, <laughs> I woke up and I couldn't write. I started writing up the page. My hand lost control. Had numbness all down my right finger, then my side of my face, my eye. Oh my gosh! And my neck was sore. I was doing a house auction, commentating the AFL footy, and then doing the juvenile diabetes auction for Richard Goiter, head of the AFL, head of you know, West Farm, whatever you know, mm-hmm. big man. Um. Did the house auction, adrenaline kicked in, couldn't do the footy, laid in bed and pulled out of the auction. And he was shocked because he knew that I was pretty hardy. I went to the auction, did it, felt terrible, really crook. My whole face felt like it was falling off. My hand was numb. Then I spent. uh, ended up having neck surgery about three days later, major neck surgery. I had a crushed vertebrae in my neck from an incident that happened six weeks before and I'd lost all feeling. I've still got no feeling in my – my uh, down the right part of my um, forearm and my hand, wow. and my eye. And I remember that event and I just thought, you know, you're talking about being sick and not showing up. I now know that if I'm really sick – I still did it. And it was a good auction mm. – um, that I do think if you are genuinely sick – Always have a plan B that someone can cover for you. Yeah, because that's what happened. That's why I did that auction because mm. I couldn't find a plan B, and I knew it was a big event. Mm, so wow. I got off my deathbed. I did, ladies. Oh, <laughs> Thank it you sounds very much. like a new champion. Oh, thanks. what a hero! I know. Thank <laughs> you very much. So, um, plan B, but don't double book either because that's mm. the worst feeling ever. Yeah. <laughs> go, well, we won't do it. Your phone, no, r- no. your phone rings, and you go, and you going to and you're going somewhere, and they go, "Hey, g'day, Tim. So when are you here?" And you go, <laughs>
2: "Where am I meant to be?" Oh my God, that gives me anxiety just you saying that out loud. <laughs> it's true. I was
0: driving. <laughs> at off, least you gave me two weeks' notice. <laughs> driving off a Canning Highway and I was meant to be at June Lump Golf Resort. Oh and they gosh. rang and they said, ah, Tim, when are you going to be here? And I went, ah, Yeah, I'm on my way, held up in traffic. I went, what am I doing? What oh. did
1: you do? Did you call another auctioneer by the No, no, buddy, no, no I drove
0: I drove up. I just it was about a half hour late. I got there.
1: And what about the event you were on your way to? I
0: didn't. they – I was, go- I was going home. See Oh, home. okay. No, I, had okay. <laughs> so I, had to, I had to go home. I was living in Pally at the time. Oh, oh, gosh. It was a Joondla- oh, yeah. No, I've had some of those moments. But again, I'm planned now. I have a thing called a laptop. Oh, <laughs> my
2: gosh. Yes. Better late than never, yeah, Tim. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so, Tim's top tips yep. were no spotlight on the stage. Definitely not.
0: On an auctioneer.
2: On an auctioneer, sorry. House lights up. Yep. Have it during main course or
0: very close afterwards so people are seated. Preferably at the back end of main. Once the last drop is placed, then go your auction.
2: Mm -hmm. Never Mm. split your auction. Never split the auction. I've never seen a split auction. Me neither. I didn't know that was a thing.
0: Yeah, no, it is. They'll do, oh, let's do five items, but see, then you have the meeting. You tell them don't split the auction. So the split auction doesn't happen. Yeah, right. Their intention is to get them early, get them late, soften them up with these soft five ones and then go the heavy hitters late. God. Mm. No can do, big brother. Never and
2: finally tailor your fundraising mechanisms and which how many you do to the type of event.
0: Give people a chance to breathe.
2: Yeah, agreed. So where can people find you?
0: Tim Gossage three two seven at gmail
2: Oh, most people don't <laughs> give out their email. Sure, no, no, <laughs> I know. No, very
0: happy with that. Tim Gossage three two seven. Uh, I know you're gmail.com. on Instagram. Perfect. Yeah. No. Are you on social media? Uh, I, I've 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 self excluded myself off Twitter.
2: Does the old laptop do that
0: now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have got Instagram. You're right. Uh, what else have I got? I've got Facebook. I don't, I'm not big on Facebook. Instagram. No, me I'm neither. Like. Yeah, Facebook. Yeah. 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 Wait, still- you're off Twitter. I just yeah. registered that.
2: That you were a big. Stirrer on that. Thank you, Mel.
0: <laughs> Adam Gilchrist told me that if we were to continue our morning show, that I had to stop being on Twitter because I was Ooh, spoiling the fun. Controversial. Yeah, nah, a true story. So twenty thousand, twenty-one thousand followers. I'm sorry, yeah. I believe you. I'll, I'll but you it. can oh. email him at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not worried about the email. What are <laughs> they going to do? They see me. The what do you do way? in your free time now when you don't stir people up? Um, good question. I have a lot more time and I feel a lot better for myself. <laughs> when I'm not casting the fishing rod and I jump on the hook. Yeah, He's
2: putting things in his diary. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> My laptop. On the laptop. On my laptop and watching the Google. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I, um, I, I still like to stir. I'll find a way. You never know. There's a thing called a burner account.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Stirrers always find a way. My dad is one do. of them. Correct, they <laughs> do. But um,
0: I feel much better for it. And, gee, there's some angry people out there. Ugh. Social yeah. media. Like that. But anyway, timgossitch327 at gmail.com if you want to book it. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you so much oh, for joining us. It's been us. such a pleasure talking to you. I hope yeah. I didn't uh, have your head spinning, but anyway. <laughs> I
1: think I might have all. wet my pants. <laughs> 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 Thanks for tuning in. For your chance to have your questions answered, or join our conversation, jump into our Facebook group, Behind the Clipboard Podcast, and follow us on Instagram at Behind the Clipboard Podcast.
0: Do you go by Mel? Yep. You go by Tam or (laughs) Dollface.
2: <laughs> Only Tam's a lot of call me doll face. <laughs> oh,
1: come on. Tim, good. Tim, okay.
2: Tim and Tam. Oh, right. yes, yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh.
1: Together we make a great biscuit. Nice. Tim Tam. <laughs>